Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. Hey there, you're listening to Comic Book Characters, and before we get started, just a little reminder that you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. That's Neil Before Pod. And geez, every time I hear it, I think what a great podcast name that would be. And you can also follow us on Twitter uh, at CB Characters. That would be at CB Characters. And if you want, you can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. Hey there, comic book fans. Welcome to a new episode of Comic Book Characters. On today's show, we've got a bit of a grab bag for you. We'll talk the new Daredevil trailer, as well as the news that Valiant Comics will be jumping into the comic book movie business. We'll also discuss everything from Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and Spider-Man to Squirrel Girl, the new television show Powers. And yes, we'll even talk about Waffle Makers. Stick around and join us for a new episode of Comic Book Characters. Let's do it. Hey everyone, this is Alfred, and we've got another episode of Comic Book Characters uh, this week. Uh, all the comic book news of the week, and I've got my co-host. Hey guys, this is Egg. How's it going? And we've got a lot of stuff going on this week, uh, but one of the biggest things to happen, of course, is Daredevil, the Netflix series coming at us on April 10th. Marvel, as they always do, just released a new trailer. Uh, Daredevil trailer and Ig, what did you think about that trailer? Yeah, it was cool. Um, I, I definitely liked it more than the first one. I think somebody in the uh, Marvel Studios there uh, decided to increase the brightness because um, I can actually make out faces this time, so that was nice. Again, I think somebody at Marvel Studios is listening to CBC. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and they know they know what they know what the fans want. Right. Uh, it was cool. Um, I think um, it it looks interesting. Um, I'm. I think I've like I've told you before. I like um, I've I've never been into kind of comic series that uh, are on network TV just because I feel like um, they're they're kind of uh, I don't know like you just can't get away with enough with 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 as much stuff. So I'm curious to see like what they're going to do on Netflix, which is just um, a new venture for a them. New, you know, a new medium. Yeah, it's a new, a new medium. medium. We're used to just getting Marvel movies in theaters or on network television. Um, this is going to be a little different. Um, it's going to kind of all be available all at once, which is also cool um, from just a watching perspective because I like you know being able to watch the shows whenever I want and not wait on on it to come out every week. But also after watching the trailer, um, and uh, the sense I got is that it's it's going to be a pretty dark uh, series, um, not, not just visually, uh, even though that it also <laughs> looks dark. But um, it, it looks it looks like it's going to be kind of violent and. Um, uh, probably deal with, uh, you know, some kind of adult, more adult Thema- issues. Thematically, it seems dark. Yeah, it, it um, does. And um, like we've also uh, we kind of were talking about this a little before, but, you know, it reminded both of us of uh, a Batman, a Batman Begins um, mm-hmm. and um, kind of like telling that origin story in a kind of rooted in more of a kind of gritty, realistic world. 
um, I guess yeah. you could say. Um, anyway, it looks cool. Uh, it definitely looks different from other Marvel series that are out there now. Um, it doesn't def- it right. doesn't look so much like it's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it kind of isn't because it's a TV show. Um, right. But uh, also, like, the Daredevil costume doesn't really come into play in the trailer. It's like... It looks like a very DIY kind of costume that he puts together. Yeah, I think I think before you had mentioned that you thought it looked like Zorro, and I mean we get a better look at it this this time, and, and I completely agree. He does kind of look like Zorro. Yeah, he does. Uh, but I kind of like that. Like I think it's cool, and it um, I think it gives him a chance to kind of build up to the you know uh, right, the, to the costume right. reveal or like what right, he does in right. the comic. Right. right. So uh, I thought it was cool. What did you think about? It? Uh, I mean, yeah, right on board. Um, I think one thing that I took away f- from it more than anything else, uh, going back to your Batman uh, uh, point, was that it has high production value. I mean, you can really see it in this trailer. It looks like a movie. The trailer looks like it's a trailer for a movie. Um, so that gives me uh, high hopes for what's coming next. The other thing that was really standout for me was Vincent D'Onofrio. As Kingpin. As Kingpin. Right. Yeah, uh I just think he nailed the character, the essence of the character. Um, looks like he's going to... I mean, I know this is Daredevil, and Charlie Cox is going to have all the opportunities in the world to make a name for himself in the show, but I almost feel like Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be the star in a way because the Kingpin is such a, a meaty character, uh, both figuratively and literally, <laughs> and I just think D'Onofrio is going to do a great job. It kind of reminded me of how James Spader doing the voice for Ultron... And I was just like, oh, my God, like he's that's just Ultron, like the way he does it. That's exactly how I felt about Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Yeah, and D'Onofrio is a really is, is a great actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, some, some of the stuff that I've liked him the most in, and I guess this will give you a window into the stuff that I like watching. But uh, I thought he was great in The Cell playing that crazy killer dude. Um, I so thought he was also um, he was cool as Orson Welles in uh, Ed Wood. Um, he. One of his like breakout roles was on was in Full Metal Jacket um, as uh, oh right Gilmer Pyle. I mean he's he's yeah. a very uh, very uh, versatile, versatile actor yeah. and um, and uh, I guess most people know him I guess recently for his 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 work in Law and Order Criminal Intent. But uh, he's a great actor and anyway uh, yeah I think it's cool that uh, Marvel is going out and getting some really good actors, good, good, versatile actors to play these, these roles with D'Onofrio, obviously. And you got Charlie Cox playing Daredevil. Um, I haven't seen much of Charlie Cox, but I saw him in Boardwalk Empire and I thought he was really good. Uh, another British actor, um, you know, that's another smart thing they're doing. They're going out and getting, um, a lot of these top guys to come in and play these roles. And, you know, comic book characters, sometimes you would think because, they are so kind of one-dimensional, at least in the comic book world, that you don't need a great actor to pull them off. But uh, I think I think that's kind of wrong-headed because if you have, I think it's the opposite, right? right yeah, because you need someone who can who can give a character like that depth. And um, and uh, you know, right. since since Marvel has gone out and tried to find some some top actors to play these roles, I think you've seen a lot of these movies get better because of it. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, going back to Vincent D'Onofrio, I remember him most fondly from Men in Black. Oh, that's right. Uh, he play, he play Edgar. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, uh, the the more uh, versatile actors apparently seem to be to be able to give nuance uh, to the 
to the character roles of these superheroes or, or dual identity characters, and I think that's really important and smart by Marvel to do that. I also think um, versatile might be the kind of drinking game word for the day. Uh, yeah, definitely. If you guys want to just rewind and get some beers out, um, you might be drunk about 10 minutes into this thing. Um, <laughs> but So, yeah. you know, I think, and you've mentioned this before, but I think, you know, there's kind of a blueprint of how to make these, these movies and TV shows and, I guess, internet I don't know. What would you call Netflix? Is it like an internet series? It's a is streaming. It... Yeah. Internet streaming service. Yeah. Okay. So a streaming series. Yeah. There's a blueprint for how to do these characters and Marvel definitely has it down pat. They've, they've proven time and time again that they are, you know, just getting top marks for pretty much everything that they do. Uh, I'm really curious and that's going to take us into the next segment. We have a, a complete uh, neophyte newcomer into the comic book movie world, and that's Valiant that's right. Comics, who very recently signed an agreement to bring the Valiant cinematic universe uh, you know, to theaters worldwide. And uh, so, I mean, that brings a ton of questions along with it, but what do you think about that news? Ig? I, I actually found this to be the most fascinating news of the week <clears throat> um, on, on a lot of different levels, but um, one of them being that I, it just made me interested in Valiant and trying to get more information on it. Um, because I, you know, I, I did grow up collecting comics, but I, I generally stu- stuck to the, uh, the big boys, if you will. Um, so I didn't know much about Valiant. Um, and right. looking into it, you know, it was interesting kind of reading a little bit about their history with Jim Shooter going over there. You know, Shooter was the editor-in-chief for Marvel for yeah, almost a, a big decade. Guy at Marvel. Yeah, uh, yeah. A, a really big guy. Um, uh, not, not physically, though I guess he was kind of big physically. Not, not th- but anyway, whatever. That's not even that. That, uh, let's move on from that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure people's minds are going in all kinds of directions here. But um, anyway, uh, and it's just it's gonna it's interesting because it's they secured this like huge deal for to make films and TV shows. So we may be seeing right. a lot of these characters um, all of a sudden um, on TV and in movies. A lot of characters that I'm sure a lot of people don't know about. Um, Exo Manowar. Harbinger, which is uh, a series that's a little bit like X-Men with uh, teenagers that have powers. Um, uh, you got Shadow Rye. Man, Archer and, and Armstrong, Rye. Yeah. Um, I don't you know. Solar, Solar Man of the Atom. Oh, yeah. That's the one I remember. Did you... He kind of looks like Cyclops, but I don't really know what his power set is. Uh, <laughs> he'd be good for what he do, because I don't know what he does. <laughs> um, so did you, you did know, you read any of these comics? Not really, to be honest. I might have, you know, read one issue of Rye and maybe one issue of Archer and Armstrong. Um, a friend of mine, Alex, you know Alex. Yeah. Uh, he he actually was telling me about Valiant not that long ago, and I didn't know this. But what Valiant tried to do when it first got published was all of all of the comics, every title in the Valiant universe, was published in real time. And they were all connected. So, you know, when a, when a comic came out in January of 1992, it was January of 1992 oh, in the comic. And when it was March, it was March. Like, they tried... I don't know if they sustained that, but I know initially that was their plan. Like, they wanted to make everything actually happen in real time. They couldn't have been... They couldn't uh, have done that with Rye, though, right? Because, I mean, that takes place in well, the year 4000. <laughs> Uh-huh, right. But to, to that book's credit, it's called Rye and the Future mm, Force, yeah. right? So you know what you're so, getting into right? <laughs> when you yeah. buy it. 
Um, you nitpickers out there. But, what you know, I think I remember a, a, you and I talking about this a long time ago. What was your initial... Um, uh, your initial interaction with Valiant. Do you remember? I think it was a video game. <laughs> I was I was going to get into this because um, the one of the other things that got me excited about Valiant coming out with their own movies is that we find we are we are closer than ever to an Iron Man Exo Man of War crossover, and that would be the second time that would happen because it's already happened in one of the worst video games I've ever played. X, Iron, Iron Man and Exo Man of War in Heavy Metal is the full title. And I don't know if you even remember this, but we played it together. Uh, oh, wow. I, we, I don't remember. We played it together, and we got to a stage where Iron Man... I think I, I think there might have just been a flaw in the way the game was designed because we just yeah. we couldn't get through this door and I think maybe that's right the wall the yeah. the, the like yeah Iron I Man I think either that. Iron Man was too big or like we couldn't turn his body to get through <laughs> that's right he wouldn't fit through the opening so the two of us kind of tried to put our heads together to try and resolve what happened here and after ten minutes we were like this game's broken we can't. We can't advance, and uh, that was the that was the end of Iron Man and Exo Man of War and Heavy Metal, one of the worst video games ever played, maybe the worst. But um, <laughs> man, uh, even if that's just thrown in as a joke somewhere in one of these movies, I would I would just mark oh, yeah. out so hard for that. But uh, Exo Man of War uh, is, um, I guess, a little a little Iron Man of Jace, wouldn't you say? Um, yeah, he's Iron Man. Of he's Jace, got totally. uh, like, he can fly. He's got X ray vision. Got energy blasts. I don't think Iron Man has those... X-ray vision, does he? I don't know. Maybe he's he does. Got... No, I don't. I don't think he does. But Exo uh, Man of War's got the rocket booster boots, yeah, like the right. propulsor boots. Um, so yeah, uh, you know the funny thing is, this. I mean, you you know, I'm not even joking. It does seriously open the opportunity for somewhere down the line, possibly an Exo Man of War Iron Man crossover in in a film. You know, if you thought you were excited about Spider-Man and Iron Man <laughs> right. being in the same film, right. you know, just hold on to your hats, everyone. Well, how incredible would you that be if after, yet. after like, the Avengers movie, like, the, the tease after the movie is just, like, <laughs> Exo <laughs> Manowar shows up? Yeah. Like, nobody would even know who he was. Oh, man. It would be, be so hilarious. And it, they could totally do, like, that joke with Guardians of the Galaxy where he's like, I'm Exo Manowar. Wait, what? Who? <laughs> Um, well, yeah. so the the company that's that's going to be producing the Valiant Cinematic Universe stuff, they actually had a hand in Iron Man three, uh, in producing that. Film. Are you talking about DMG um, Entertainment? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is exactly what I'm talking about. Thank you for the name. Drop. <laughs> um, and apparently, according to the press release, the big thing about the Valiant Cinematic Universe is that they're going to try to be the first fully internationally represented superhero universe in terms of film and TV. Now, I, I'm not exactly sure what that means. I know that they have high stakes what do you, what to do you try mean by that? to make a market in China uh, to drive sales that way. So, I mean, I don't know I don't know if that means Exo Man of War is going to be played by possibly a Chinese actor. That would be tremendous to see. Uh, just yeah. to see how they pull all of that stuff off. I know, like, Rai, for instance, he's a Japanese guy in the comic. Uh, but, I mean, obviously he has an international flavor there. I think Archer and Armstrong might be British hmm. in the comic. I don't know. I could be wrong okay. about that. You want to go on the limb with um, that? Okay, no, that's fine. I, I'm going to I'm gonna put myself up on the limb. But, uh, 
But, you know, it'll be interesting Interesting to see what Valiant does. Uh, they were kind of always an also-ran back in the 90s with, with comics. Uh, when they first, first came out, there was a lot of uh, hubbub and, you know, the value of their books was pretty high in terms of collector, uh, collector value. But in terms of, like, product, they were always way behind Marvel and DC. It's, you know, only time will tell if that carries over into movies as well where they're going to be kind of a distant third or are they going to make... You know, uh, you know, a strong hold into this niche market. Well, I think I think they're probably going to do well. I mean, because like I, I think it's a great strategy to try to get into the uh, the Chinese market. Um, and B, uh, DMG that I mentioned a second ago is actually based in Beijing, so it makes sense that they would yeah. um, want to reach out to the Chinese market. Um, and I think they're also recognizing that superhero movies are. I mean, it's kind of like just getting on the gravy train right now. A lot of people are doing yeah. it. Um, I was talking about, you know, are we gonna are we gonna get superhero fatigue and like, holy shit! I didn't even imagine we were gonna get more superhero movies. Pretty soon, it's gonna be like superhero movie. I don't. I mean, there's, you're, you're probably all, there's always gonna be one playing at your local cineplex um, at this at this rate. But one one last thing right. on on Valiant, uh, Archer and Armstrong. One of my favorite things when I looked them up on Wikipedia, Armstrong's power is immortality, which is a really great power. Yeah. Archer's power, martial arts. That's it. <laughs> it seems a bit so he's unbalanced. He's, he's Steven Seagal. He's Steven Seagal and the Highlander, apparently, are, wow. is, is what Archer and Armstrong is. Anyway, that's enough Valiant talk. Let's get into what yeah, else? So we, the I, only thing you love, got... Spider-Man. Go ahead, dude. Give us your <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man news. Some, okay, okay. We've got some Marvel quick hits, I think, is what I would call this segment. It's a little bit of uh, various Marvel news. Uh, Shailene Woodley, who uh, is in the Divergent series of movies. Uh, and in highly... the Fault in Our Stars and the Stairs. The Stars in Our oh, Faults. Oh, man. The, st- the Stairs, the Fault of Our Stairs. The Fault of Our Stairs. Is, I think, what you called it initially. Um, fault of Our Stars, which my mom and my mom, dad, and, B- and my little sister all watched about a week ago. And uh, I haven't seen it. What's the re- wait? Hold on, hold on. Give me the give me the family uh, review here. What's the family's oh, take that, on it? Yeah, here we go. The family review. Mm-hmm. No words. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. words. Just. Oh my god, that was a tear jerker. Yeah, all man, around. They were. They your dad. They had your dad yeah, was bald. They had t- their eyes were all glassy. Oh my god. All three of them. Oh my god. And I walked in the I walked in the living room like what do you what's going on here? Wow. <laughs> So I, I mean, supposedly it's a very tear jerking but she, she's supposed to be really good in that. I did see, uh, the Divergent movie. Yeah, and she's, you know, she's good. She's, it's, I feel like Hollywood's trying to position Shailene Woodley as kind of, <laughs> kind of yes. Jennifer Lawrence and Jace. <laughs> like she's, we're still gonna get sued. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, she's, I mean, she's like the lesser Jennifer Lawrence, but she's kind of in the ballpark, or she's trying to be. Now here's a little background on Woodley though. As Mary Jane. She actually was cast in Amazing Spider-Man 2 as Mary Jane. They actually shot scenes with her for the film and everything. Uh, and then at the last minute, they decided, oh, this is a giant clusterfuck of a film. Mm-hmm. There's way too much going on. Um, you know, spoiler alert, Gwen dies at the end. Uh, we, we can't have him jumping into, <laughs> you know, into bed, so to speak, with Mary Jane so quickly. So they cut her out of the film. But now that uh, Spidey's going back to Marvel and they're going to be doing the spectacular Spider-Man, she actually has gone on record and said, I would love to be Mary Jane if that's the direction you want to go in with in terms of his love interest. Mm. 
So, I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool to have her. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I saw her in Divergent. She was good in that. Apparently, she killed it in Fall Through Our Stars. Isn't she really tall? She, she's got the right look. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know how tall she is. There we go. This, this is why the you internet is the greatest thing ever. 5'8", which is about a little bit shorter than me. That's kind of tall. I just hope the Spidey's not yeah. too short. But uh, kinda, it, I've only seen her in the movie... Um, the Descendants, and I thought she was really good in that. So, I have. Oh, she's in that. I've been meaning to see that. That's the uh, George Clooney film, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that was good. She's um, she's great in it. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, you know, it seems like she's got some good acting chops, uh, and she wants to do it, which I think is always important when you have actors that are enthusiastic about the roles, especially when it comes to superhero films, um, because it helps with the promotion of the film. I think. Right. Uh, like Hugh Jackman is the perfect example of that. Um, so yeah, I just think it's interesting that she's sort of thrown her name back out there uh, to be considered, and we'll see how that plays out. Also, Moving I mean, on, you got to consider. Yeah, go uh, I mean, these these actors get paid pretty well for these comic book movies. So I mean, I don't. I mean, she might just want to do it just because it'd be cool, but also. I mean, for the paycheck. Uh, I mean, a little bit, right? I would think so. Cut nothing wrong with that. Cut the check. Yeah. Cut the check. <laughs> What is is that your new wrestling character you're trying out? <laughs> no, that's uh, it's um, uh, Mackie uh, from uh, Winter Soldier, the guy that plays oh, Falcon. Wow, he, right. Whenever whenever he finishes a scene, that's what he says. Like on set, he goes, "Cut the check." Is that guy getting his own movie? Is Falcon getting a standalone? I don't know. I thought I he was one of the be... best things in Winter Soldier. He's so good. That actor, he was in. He's been in a lot of things. Uh, the one movie that actually I've seen him in kind of exclusively was this movie called Runner Runner with Ben Affleck and Justin Timberlake. Not a very good film. Oh, that sounds terrible. At all. But he plays like this FBI agent in the film and he's great. He's the best thing in the movie. And I like that actor. Uh, I hope Mackie gets all the roles that he ever could want. That's great. I um, hope you're listening, Maggie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Well, let's move on. But it's, moving it's on, enough. Uh, Stop talking about Shailene Woodley, dude. Is that like all you care okay. about? Yeah, no, a little bit. Um, so moving on to Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, James Gunn uh, went to the internet this week. They, James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Correct. Uh, I would imagine uh, most people know that, but you never know. Co- co-writer also of the film. Right. Uh, he confirmed that there will be no Captain Marvel, nor will there, will there be symbiotes in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And uh, so a lot, there was a lot of rumor that those two things might appear that's not the case and symbiotes are basically uh, what venom is essentially right? what venom is he's the alien symbiote that grabs onto a person and it's like a venom. it's like a black goo that turns like you goo. into into venom uh-huh. into a venom <laughs> into a venom <laughs> anyway right. uh so why is that big news that we're not getting captain marvel or a symbiote well uh, for the Captain Marvel, uh, she's a very prominent character in the Marvel Universe. She's basically kind of like Wonder Woman uh, in Marvel terms. Right. And, sh- and so, you know, people were kind of hoping that by getting her an appearance in Guardians 2, which, of course, people are going to see because Guardians 1 was such a hit, that that was going to be a really good way to bring a very prominent female mm-hmm. superhero into the universe. Uh, but again, Gun squashed those rumors. Now maybe she appears somewhere else, or maybe she gets her own film. I think there is a planned film for her, so maybe they just decide to go that route. In terms of the symbiote, a lot of fans were hoping that 
because uh, in the comic book, there's a storyline where the, the Guardians go to a planet, an outly otherworldly planet, where the symbiotes are, where all the goo is. Oh, that's cool. And they, I don't, I haven't read it, so I'm not sure what happens, but they do interact in some capacity. So I think what people were hoping was that this was going to be a backdoor introduction to the symbiote so that you could then eventually bring the symbiote into the Spider-Man movie or Spider-Man universe in some sense on screen. Uh, but again, James Gunn said, nope, sorry, that's just neither one of those things is, is on the table. Uh, but one thing that James Gunn did say that he did want to do, again, not Guardians related, but just sort of independently of that, is a Squirrel Girl movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which you you told me about and then almost immediately forgot about. Um, right. But now I well, reminded you about it. So tell me about Squirrel Girl, because um, I just think when I heard Squirrel Girl, I was just like, OK, this he must be. This must be a connection with Ant-Man, right? I mean, are, are these two going to get together at some point? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, anything is possible, right? Uh, Squirrel Girl is kind of a weird, and I would say jokey character. In the Marvel comics, she's part of a team called the Great Lakes Avengers, um, along with Flatman and a couple of other people. <laughs> okay. Flatman, in case you want to just get an idea of who Flatman is, Flatman is basically Mr. Fantastic, except he can only go flat. Like, he can only make himself super flat and wow. s- stretchy. I thought that but, was the name of the uh, of the New England Patriots uh, ball handler. <laughs> can we can we still do Deflategate jokes, or is it so, it's, it's I, over? I shouldn't give you any. I shouldn't have Is it over? Okay. Well, we've moved now. on as a country. But, uh, yeah. Okay. But anyway. Squirrel Girl, um, I, you know, to be honest, she would be a good character for what she do, because I'm not sure what she does. I think she... Well, it's in the name, dude. I mean, if you're, well, she it's t- like I Spider-Man, mean, she, you, you act like the, the, uh, the animal or the arachnid that you're, uh, but, yeah, but I mean, what's she going to do? Chip at some wood? I mean, I know that's like a, a wood chip, but squirrels do that too. Is she going to store nuts for the winter? Yeah. I don't like, know how I, that I just, helps. I'm not really sure what her power, right. is. but here's the thing. Here's the thing. James Gunn is very earnest about this. Like he's being very honest and candid. He really does want to do a squirrel girl. This isn't a joke. This isn't him trolling people. Uh, and to be honest, what he did with Rocket and Groot was so fantastic that I'm all for it. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what a Squirrel Girl movie would look like or what it would be about, but if James Gunn is doing it, I'm sure it would be super entertaining. I I, I do too. I have confidence in, in James Gunn, and I think that series is going to be good. I just hope they don't do anything that like makes it jump the gun or not jump the gun, jump the shark is the uh, jump the term. gun, the James oh, Gunn. Oh shit, that's why I said it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I was in my head. I was thinking of like worst case scenarios of how that series could could just go to shit. And the 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 thing I thought of that would immediately make it bad was if they gave Rocket Raccoon a raccoon girlfriend or raccoon love interest, like Rocketina. Yeah, that would that would immediately destroy Guardians of the Galaxy. Rocketina Raccoon. But I could also totally see that happening in like the eighties. Uh, what if Squirrel Girl is his love interest? That's maybe what made me think of it. Okay. Yeah, but she's, I don't want she's to see a real either. human. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enough so. Guardians of the Galaxy talk. 
Let's move so on to that's it um, for the Marvel quick hits. Yeah, um, this is a this is a some, for something completely different now. Um, you were going to talk about a show that you watched um, mm-hmm. called Powers, and I'll let you take it away. Go for it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Uh, so I teased this on the last podcast, uh, and it does turn out that the timing was perfect. Powers is an independently produced uh, streaming series, just like Daredevil, I guess. Uh, but it's going to be, it's only on the PlayStation Network. So if you have a PlayStation 3, a PlayStation 4, you would have access to the show. Um, I think at some point they'll try to make it available, like in a video on demand type thing. But it's essentially, uh, I think it was a, it was an Image comic uh, called Powers. Or eventually it was done by Image. Might want to double check that. I could totally be wrong. Right, let, me, uh, let me get on my... Uh... What but is, what's the guy called at the end of PTI? Stat track guy or? Oh yeah, the uh, the what's his name? Stat guy? <laughs> I can't even think of it. Uh, anyway, go <laughs> for it. Powers, Com- whatever. Yeah, yeah Powers. Powers by Comics, Brock- which was yeah. uh, published by uh, published by Image Comics from 2000 to 2004, and then it there moved to Marvel Comics as part of its Icon imprint. But go ahead. Right. So Powers is is uh, a comic created by Brian Michael Bendis, who is probably my favorite comic book writer of all time other than Stanley. And uh he he's got my favorite take of Spider Man. Uh but Brian Michael Bendis uh finally got this project off the ground and he's been wanting to do a movie or a TV show for like pretty much since the beginning of the comic. Uh but the show on, on Sony, uh PlayStation Network, basically what it is, it's about it's set in a world where there are superheroes. They call them powers. They don't call them superheroes or supers or anything like that. They're called powers. And there's a guy who is basically like a Superman type hero. Um, and then due to an altercation with one of the supervillains, he loses his powers. And he becomes a detective, like a cop. of, And he becomes the, the, the head detective or lead detective for what's called the powers division of the police force. And basically what they do is they investigate crimes and... And, uh, you know, things of that nature that have to do with all powered people uh, and, you know, anything that's related to that. Um, And they have like their own rules and regulations. They're not supposed to engage without superhero backup or power backup and so on. Um, The show, I watched the first episode yesterday and the show is pretty uneven. Um, The concept is great. because they show him and he's like really the the character his name is Walker and he struggles so much with the fact that he no longer has powers. Uh, they do this really great tease at the beginning where um, somebody's calling out for help and he he sees like two supervillains like fighting way off in the distance and he's like in his condo on like a high rise and he grabs his badge and he like opens the window like he's about to like jump out. And uh, but then he stops himself and he realizes that, you know, I don't have powers anymore. I can't do it. Oh, right. Um, So that character is pretty cool. They have Eddie Izzard uh, plays a guy named Wolf, who's who's the supervillain, one of the main supervillains of the show. And he's great in it. It's Um, a British show, right? These are British actors. Is that right? I, I think so. It's predominantly British actors, although they have American accents in the show. Oh, interesting. Okay, so. You know, I'm where's it supposed really to take place? It's a fictional city. I don't oh, okay. think it's a. I don't think it's meant to be a real city. Uh, but so the, like San you know, Antonio. 
<laughs> anyway, go ahead. No, I didn't say it was fancy land of taco joy. <laughs> All right. Nice yeah, nice recovery. Totally Not really, there but you go. good. All right. So, hey, the margarita was invented in San Antonio, by the way. I didn't know if you know that. So uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Isn't, weren't nachos invented in uh, San Antonio? Yeah, dude. You were invented in San Antonio. That's right. A guy with my name invented one of the best food products you can get. There so, you go. You're welcome, so, world. Anyway. Scoreboard. Going. Yep. Anyway, uh, but like I was saying, Powers is is really uneven uh the concept is great the character of walker is great the acting is all over the place the dialogue some of the dialogue is really ham-fisted mm-hmm. and and a little over dramatic um so is it kind of campy you would say it's i mean that's the thing it like sometimes it's campy sometimes it wants to be batman begins would you sometimes... say it's a little doctor who ish Mm, yeah yeah but i think it's you know where doctor who i think is a little clever about its campiness i can't tell if the campiness and powers is intentional or not okay um so i have to give it a couple of more episodes they just released so episode a lukewarm two and three this week as well uh, i'll probably watch so those far. two and then if if it's good i'll keep watching hell even if it's bad i'll probably keep watching just for the sake of the podcast so they just released two episodes this week, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch those two, kind of see where the show goes. And so where honestly, where where can you watch those episodes? They're on the PlayStation Network. Okay. So cool. if you have a PlayStation Network account, I think you can watch it online through their sort of hub, or you can watch it on PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four. Um, right now, those are the only places that you can watch it. Uh, I'm going to watch the next couple episodes, see where the show goes. I'll probably keep watching the show, honestly, if anything, for nothing else, uh, for the sake of the podcast, just to see if anything interesting happens. Uh, I love Brian Michael Bendis, and he's executive producing the series, so I hope that it it gets better. Um, You know, it's just kind of uneven, but... If, I think if you're a fan of Powers, if you've read the comic, I think it's worth seeing the show. If you want to kind of get an idea of maybe how an online streaming version of superhero TV shows would work, this might give you a preview. Although, honestly, at this point, I think Daredevil looks a hell of a lot better. Um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, pilot episodes are always pretty tricky to write. And a lot of shows don't really even get into their get into get they into don't a find rhythm. their footing they'll yeah. find their footing until like the second or third season so um, yeah you know uh yeah give us give us a sense of how it's going i mean the, the fact that it's kind of all over the place to me doesn't really sound too promising um just that you know just because you you would hope that there would be a little bit more of a consistency to it um but right. yeah i mean it is it is new so maybe they'll find that along the way well and the um, other thing is this has been this has been in development for so long i was hoping for something a little more uh, polished maybe yeah polished yeah you know it, but that's a good point what you said about you know some stuff doesn't really find its way until season two like arrow which is really good um and it's on season three now i'm a big fan of arrow yeah you've been talking the, that up and i, I should check it out CW um, network. i gotta yeah. get over i gotta get over my whole network phobia and uh yeah. and do that because i heard it's good it is good season one is really good the funny thing is and i even saw like a little back behind the scenes thing with the creators of, of arrow season two is very different from season one and it's different it's different and it's also better in, in almost every way they changed sort of the conceit of the show a little bit. 
and just how the show works and they just make it great season two is so good it kind of reminded me of season two of the office where uh you saw you know they kind of took inspiration from season one and then kind of did their own thing and made it just way better that's kind of what season two of arrow is like um but season one of arrow is also still very good so i recommend watching all of arrow really if you have time uh and, you know, to, again, to put that into perspective, if I had the choice between watching Powers or Arrow at this point, even Season 1 Arrow, I would watch Arrow in, in a heartbeat. There wouldn't be uh, much of a choice between the two. But, like I said, we'll see. I'll, I'll uh, watch the next few episodes and see uh, how Powers turns out. That's cool, man. Well, let's let's uh, finish it off, uh, finish out the show this week with uh, mm-hmm. probably the biggest news uh, <laughs> we, we, we've heard all week, and that is that Marvel has announced... That it will enter, drumroll, drumroll, please. The small appliance market. Yes. Just crickets. Wait. Yeah, that's, that's right. You heard me right. right? Uh, Marvel will be um, making. <laughs> yeah. So some of the small things... appliances, stuff like waffle makers, toasters, coffee makers. Uh, they're all Marvel themed. You got like an Iron Man themed mini fridge. Which of the items that are listed here, that's that's for me the standout. Um, anyway, just kind of a, a silly thing to end the show on, but, um, are you, what do you think, man? Are you, you interested in this? You, I mean, you are a big collectibles guy. Do you see stuff like this and think, oh, God damn it. I got to go fucking, buy, I got to buy like a waffle maker. I got to go buy a Spider-Man waffle maker now. Well, here, here's the thing. Yeah, they do have the Avengers <laughs> waffle maker. I saw the, the product picture of that. Um, it's cool. I mean, for people, it seems like reading the press release, Uh, This is aimed more at, like, college people, like, maybe freshmen in college. And Uh, a lot of, I mean, a lot of of that stuff already, not not appliances, but, like, you can really commonly find comic book, like, cups and plates. Yeah, plates uh, and napkins and and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I I think it's kind of cool. I think it's cool that the stuff will exist. Uh, My my concern with with these kind of licensed products that are, that are, Things that you actually use on a day-to-day basis, like, you know, like the mini fridge or the waffle maker or the coffee pot or whatever they make, is that, you know, what's the quality of the item going to be? Like, usually when it's a licensed item like this, the quality isn't that great. Yeah, because you're you're buying it for the design, right? Right, and so it breaks or it's just kind of shitty and doesn't work that well. So hopefully they find a good balance. But I will say that if they made an Iron Man mini fridge that legitimately worked well, not even like top of its class, but just worked like it's supposed to. That'd be kind of cool. Like you put that in your garage or your den. Or I hope it like looks like his armor or something, and it's not just yeah, that's like what I'm a fucking too. image of Robert Downey Jr. reading a newspaper <laughs> or something. Like I, you know, that's not gonna do anything for me. What if what if like on the front of the door, it's got like the arc reactor and it lights up like it's the light of the fridge. Yeah, see, that's you... the kind of shit that would sell. That'd me be on really this. cool, right? Be, like yeah. so. Um, you know, I'm not going to go running out to buy all this stuff. Uh, but at the same time, you know, if I need, you know, a waffle maker and they have, and an of course you're going to need one at some point. I do like waffles <clears throat> a lot, yeah, yeah. I, you know, they're pretty delicious. So um, if you see just a regular old waffle maker next to the shiny, bright new Avengers waffle maker, you're saying the decision's been made for you essentially. Well, I'm saying it's it's on the table. I would definitely mm. consider getting the Avengers one as long as I know. That I was it hoping for more works. commitment from you, but okay, okay, yeah, 
No, how, do, how does a waffle maker not work? It just has to heat. Yeah, but what if it overheats or burns yeah. the waffle? Or There's just a lot of things that can go wrong. Well, uh, okay. But either way, some of that stuff might up, might end up on my Amazon wish list. You just never mm. know. Uh, but Which that brings I, me... I prefer to ignore, by the way. <laughs> I, anyway, you do. I know, because I send it to you, and then I notice that you never click on it. It, it upsets um, me for some reason, and I just think, oh, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to get any of this. But okay, The fact that it upsets you just means that I'm going to send it to you okay. more frequently. All right. Um, but that does bring an interesting question up for me, thinking about kind of the merchandising of stuff. And, you know, some people might be like, oh, that's so consumeristic or, or whatever. Who cares? Like... People want to be fans of this stuff. They want to indulge in it. Let people indulge in it. Sure. Fine. But it, it made me think back to when I was younger and as a kid about all the different stuff. And you, everyone had, like, the Ghostbusters bed sheets or the Ninja Turtles bed sheets or the Spider-Man or Batman or Superman or whatever. You know, everyone uh, as a kid had, like, that, that, that licensed item that they really liked. And I was trying to think, what was my favorite comic book licensed item that is not a comic book, right? Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. Okay. And I'm assuming and for you, it's like, it's it's a list. Like, you have to actually look through this stuff and, like, come up with, like, a top ten. <laughs> like, you probably yeah, have a lot of stuff. I do have a few things. But my number one, when I really got to thinking about it, what was my favorite thing? And tell me if you remember this. Yeah. Back in the 90s, when they actually, uh, 80s and 90s, when they actually had arcades that you could go to. <laughs> oh, well, and, yeah, I forgot yeah, about this. Kids used to go to those things and drop way too much money. Right. Um, they had an X-Men arcade machine that was like two or three giant screens put together. And it had like... Six players could play it at once. I do remember that. X-Men arcade game. Yeah. And you could be Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Cyclops. And at the time, that was like probably the best you could get, like... Uh, graphics wise like it looked awesome at for the time yeah we, they look like it looked like a cartoon like yeah. you were playing this really cool it was a side scroller beat them beat em up game right. you got to fight magneto and blob and um there's a character named pyro who shot fire and he would go pyro is the name <laughs> and <laughs> you probably know and, the voice actor too don't you because I, I, I don't oh, no i don't but but i love that arcade game and i would play it all of the time and i remember getting some of my friends together we would get one of our moms to drop us off at the arcade you know we're like 12 13 at the time um drop us off at the arcade and we'd each you know get like ten dollars worth of tokens and then try to beat the game with all six of us playing at once and that was really fun like that was some of the most fun i had playing like a video game with my friends that's cool man um so i'm i'm my question to you ig is yeah in your childhood what was your favorite, you know, licensed item? It could, you know, anything. It doesn't necessarily yeah, have to be a video no, it, game. Yeah, no, this is an easy one. Uh, it was is Iron... it Exo Man of War and <laughs> Iron Man? Iron Man and Exo Man of War and Heavy Metal uh, was definitely at the top of that list. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of some other video games that I liked that were um, that were comics. And the one that really pops up, and it's not, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it would even be considered a comic, but it was the Ninja Turtles game. I remember thinking that right. game was awesome. The uh, the arcade game or yeah. the NES? The arcade game and then the NES one. Um, yeah. I remember thinking those were fun. But um, I also had the Batman uh, sheets. I still remember that one. Because, like, I don't know who thought it was a good idea to put, like, Joker's terrifying face on a pillow. Like, what? 
How are you oh, even supposed to sleep those. with that? Um, so that was that was kind of fucked up. But um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of like other video games or like um, comics video games. But well, no, yeah. it doesn't even have to be video games. I mean, it can be it can be anything. Um, I, I was a real like you know DIY type fan. Like I would I would kind of you know wear capes just made out of uh, blankets and yeah. just run around the house. You know, acting like I was He Man or Superman. Um, sometimes dark hawk, but you know, th- there wasn't any, any dark hawk, um, uh, merchandise, know, merchandise. Yeah. I would look, no. trust me. I would look, I would go to the Toys R Us and ask, uh, where's your dark hawk section? Yeah. They'd be like, uh, sir, sir, do you have any dark hawk, yeah. any dark hawk items that I can put in my hands? And they'd be dark, like, what? Dark hawk items. You want a dark cock? What is this kid yeah. saying? Yeah. It was, it was oh. a weird childhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, thinking back to other items, um, I know I had a I had a Captain America shield, wow. uh, plastic a plastic shield. And well, I you remember... also grew up in a household where your dad was like a huge was it Superman or Captain America fan or both? S- both. Okay. Yeah. So he, I mean, yeah. he you probably grew up with a lot of that stuff around you. Yeah, uh, but both of my. My uh, well, especially my dad. Yeah, huge Superman fan, huge huge Captain America fan. Oh, one of the things that actually brings um, reminds me of something. I used to watch these cartoons with my dad um, back in the sixties. They used to have these very very, and I say lightly animated because they were technically cartoon shows, but very little animation. Uh, Marvel series of cartoons. There's Captain America, Thor, Submariner, Hulk, and Iron Man. Oh, and Spider-Man, of course. The you know the very popular Spider-Man theme song. Mm-hmm. That you know Spider-Man, the, Spider-Man. Does I'm pretty sure you want to play that on every episode. But go ahead. I, 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 yeah. So that those are all from that series of cartoons from the '60s, and um, <clears throat> I was actually able to rent them on VHS at the local video store. They had them. Uh, I guess they re-released them in the '80s, and my dad and I used to watch them together. And I still remember a lot of the theme songs because I used to watch them so much as a kid. I, I loved, even as a kid, like the old 1940s Superman cartoons. I thought those were so cool. Oh, the Max Flesher. Yeah, like I loved just graphically how it looked. I thought it was like a really cool series. Yeah, they used uh, they used what's called rotoscoping animation for that, uh, where they, they – so that's why the movements look so unique because mm. they modeled it after human movement. Oh, that's cool. Um yeah, those those cartoons are great though. The ones from the yeah, 40s. Yeah, they're really cool. Uh, Superman. They they hold up really well even today. They look they just look really really cool. I think um Snow White was also done the same way. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. I believe. But um I'm trying to think of any other particular items. Oh, the Captain America shield. Yeah, I ended up throwing it and like hitting a wall or a tree and I broke it and I was so sad. <laughs> so tell me okay, so all right, <laughs> that so that this was you as a kid, but like yeah. it's not like you've stopped because i know no, you're still a big right. collector guy and like yeah. one, one of the items that i've recently <laughs> see, seen you purchase and maybe you can talk about it here i don't know if this is too much or maybe you don't want me to reveal this but um i think you probably bought every rocket raccoon item available <laughs> and and one of the the more i guess disturbing um items was a rocket raccoon mask that moves when you put it on your face yeah. And talk. The rocket yeah. raccoon mouth moves, so it looks like 
you're talking as Rocket. It's it's really weird. And you you actually made a video of yourself doing this. Yeah. Creep me. And the his fuck I, out. and his eyes move like his, his eyebrows move. move. Yeah. How do you feel about really that creepy. product? And do you wear that in front of anyone? All the time. Do you go to the uh, bank wearing that? No. Well, they won't let you. They. <laughs> oh, they, they think you're robbing a... the bank. Yeah, they, they have go a sign a, at the bank yeah. where it says, like, don't no wear mask. sunglasses or a hat or a mask or a Rocket Raccoon mask. Okay, so would you wear the Rocket Raccoon mask to Chachos? I, hmm. See, if I say yes, then I'm going to actually have to do it. I probably would not because even without a mask, people get stabbed at Chachos. And I'm not going to I'm not gonna give them a reason to try to attack me. <laughs> but... I, I might All right. wear it. Uh, on that note, uh, you're a coward, that. and we're going to end the show, so that's it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that, that mask is really fun. The only thing is, I mean, I think it's meant for kids, as most things are that right. I buy. Right, right. Um, and so my face is a little too big for it. Uh, it's kind of hard. I have to very carefully <laughs> place it on, on my head, or otherwise it doesn't fit. But uh, uh. when it works... When it works, it looks creepy as all hell, and it's uh, it's really fun. I like actually scaring my little sister with it. So, uh, all right, man. Well, I think we've I think we've covered the main news. Um, any predictions for what uh, what trailer we're going to be talking about next week? Is there anything coming uh, up? Let's see. I think I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say the next trailer we talk about is maybe a teaser trailer, like a teaser. Yeah. For Batman, Superman versus Batman: Dawn of Justice, or whatever that film is called, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the other way and say it's gonna be a DC trailer for once. Um, but yeah, so I guess that uh, that covers this week in comic book news. Um, until next week, yeah, this guys, is Alfred. We'll catch you next week. This is Ig. Have a good one. Stay super. <laughs> Later. Later. Rakina? I can't hear Egg. Where is Egg? He has disappeared. Is he calling me back? Would you wear that to Chacho's, which is this giant amusement park taco place in San Antonio? Would you wear that to Chacho's? Would you wear the Rocket Raccoon mask to Chachos? Chachos.